Good evening, everyone, and welcome again to the Gleaned Podcast. Uh, we hope you're enjoying what we're doing so far. And again, if you're watching live uh, on Facebook or YouTube, don't forget to hit the little like button and also share it because uh, a lot of the topics we're talking about are dealing with uh, everyday issues. But we back those everyday issues up and discuss them based upon the Word of God. Uh, because without the Word of God, I wouldn't want to do life. But uh, we're on Facebook, YouTube. You can also get us on all the other major podcast channels of, uh, let's see, let me try to get them all right. We're on Google. We're on Amazon. We're on Spotify, Pandora, and uh, what is it, iPod iPod or podcast, something like that. Anyway, my brain, I try to remember all this stuff and I'm running a little shy on that. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, again, welcome. Uh, we want y'all to interact with us. So if you're all watching live or even if you watch this after the fact and you have a question about what we're discussing, feel free to put that in the comments. Uh, if it's live, we'll try to answer it right then. Uh, if you watch it later when it's not live, and ask a question, we will respond to it as soon as possible. So if you have any questions or comments that you, you want uh, addressed, feel free to put them in. Let us also know in the comments where you're watching from. Uh, we'd like to know that as well. But anyway, we're going to get started. And tonight, we're going to talk about, I think, probably one of the most controversial subjects uh, in Christianity today in different denominations is, is it God's will to heal? And we've got what I consider, uh, and I'm not being partial because he's my, my, my father, uh, father, well, I'm going to call him dad. That's who he is. Dad, my pops. Uh, but we've got a general in the faith in, uh, when it comes to healing, uh, he's preached that for almost 49 years now. He's lived it out, seen miraculous miracles take place in his ministry, uh, also in his life personally. But uh, we wanted to cover some of the, the issues, the questions people have. And I think one of them is today is, is it God's will to heal? Because when you look in the world, I think one of the last times I read about a, the statistics of like cancer, one in every four people or five people you come in contact with will at some point in time uh, be diagnosed with uh, cancer. And, you know, the further we've gone through the years, there's there's all these multiple different variations of different cancers. Yeah. Some are non-life-threatening. But, you know, everybody uh, on the face of the earth has been affected by cancer because someone in their family, a loved one or a friend has uh, maybe lost their life or had to suffer through cancer. And there's other diseases out there, but it seems like cancer is one of the biggest plagues. But uh, what we wanted to talk about and uh, get your thoughts on and discuss tonight is, is it God's will to heal? Well, like you said, there's a lot of different uh, ideas about that. And uh, you know, I, I like what uh, Kenneth E. Hagan used to say. You can get the ditch on either side of the road. 
You know, some don't believe that God heals anymore because he's given us doctors. And certainly we're not opposed to medical science, to uh, medical doctors. We thank God for them because if we didn't have them, <laughs> there'd be a, about half of us probably dead. Mm-hmm. But until we begin to learn what the Word of God has to say about it, and then you've got those that believe God can, but they don't know if he will or not. Right. And uh, then right on the other hand, uh, you know, we we believe that it is the will of God to heal. Now, people that will question that, I always ask them, you know, well, you know, how are you going to find out? <clears throat> Excuse me. How are you going to find out if it's God's will or not? And you can't go by people's experiences because, uh, you know, people have all kinds of experiences, but you have to go back to what is written in the Word of God. And so uh, that's what I base my faith on is what does God's Word have to say? And, uh, (coughs) excuse me, so... In uh, Isaiah, the, well, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 13 and 1 that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So I've always used uh, these basically three scriptures, but there's many more, of course, uh, that talk about, you know, God healing people. And uh, in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5, He says, surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him smitten, stricken of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. And so that was about uh, some 700 years. Isaiah was prophesying that before Jesus ever came to the earth as a babe in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then we come on over to the 8th chapter of the book of Matthew, verse 17. Jesus had just healed Peter's mother-in-law. I always, you know, say, uh, you know, God loves mother-in-law, you know, (laughs) because a lot of people all the time making jokes about their mother-in-law. But, uh, you know, she was sick of a fever. One translation says it, it was a great fever. So whatever it was was causing that fever. It was something dangerous. It was big, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jesus rebuked the fever and touched her, and immediately she was healed. And it said she rose up then and ministered unto them. Then in verse 17, he said, that it might be fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah saying. In other words, every Bible reference will point you back to Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. And uh, so in verse 17, it says that it might be fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah, saying, himself took, Mm -hmm. you see, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And then there's 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we 
were healed. Right. Past tense. Past tense. So, in other words, when Jesus, uh, you know, was quit with that cat of nine tails, 39 lashes, you know, minus one, that they were real strict about not going over the law, you know. But uh, they tell me, I, I read it, is that they say there's 39 major diseases, known diseases to man, and then, of course, all the other sickness and diseases come under those 39 right. headings, you know. So actually, Jesus received those uh, 39 stripes for every disease known to man. Right. And uh, so there we have our three witnesses. But, uh, you know, we, we can even go a little further than that because, you know, I think the simplest thing uh, that we can see as we look at the Word of God. And you see, we have to go by the book. Right. We, uh, that, that's where faith comes from. Mm -hmm. Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and the hearing, in other words, the ability to hear what God is saying also comes from the same word. Mm -hmm. That's why we have to hear it over and over and over and over. And uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, you've been reading the Word of God before, maybe passages of Scripture that you have uh, preached from and, uh, you know, read a hundred times. Mm -hmm. And all you reading it again, all of a sudden it's like a light comes on. Right. Well, you, what has happened is you got it from up here down into here right. in your spirit. And uh, so that's that's revelation, praise God. And uh, so here in the eighth chapter of the uh, book of Matthew, the first verse, uh, it's talking about Jesus, you know, was up on the mountain praying. Uh, and when he come down from the mountain, it said there came a leper and worshiped him saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And, uh, you know, he believed that God could do it. He believed that Jesus could heal him, but he didn't know whether he would or not. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of Christians are like that today. They believe God can. Mm-hmm. They, oh, he's all-powerful. He's, you know, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. But yet, when it comes to believing God, is it God's will to heal? They say, well, I know God can, but uh, he might, it not, might not be his will to heal me. Well, why not? You see, mm -hmm. again, we got to go by the record. Yep. You see, we, if you get out of this book, you, you are already wrong. Mm -hmm. You have to go by what the Bible says. Not what somebody's experience was, but what does the Bible say? And uh, so it's it's so simple. I mean, it's it's like Charles Capps used to say, the Bible is so simple we have to have help right. to misunderstand it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, notice Jesus, when he answered him, he put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. Now that's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, really, really tough. <laughs> and so I believe you can interpret that two ways, and I believe both of them would be all right, is simply he was saying, yeah, I will, mm -hmm. you know, no big deal, I will. Or you could interpret it this way, I will it. Right. 
I will it to be so. Because the prophet Isaiah had already prophesied it. When the Messiah come, that he would take our uh, sicknesses and bear our diseases, you see, mm-hmm. our infirmities, I believe it says, and, and take our, uh, bear our sicknesses. So you can interpret that, you see, either way. Yeah, I will, you know, if that's him, or I will it. Right. You know, it. either way, I believe it's correct. And uh, then on down below that, there was a centurion that had a servant that was sick. And, uh, you know, he said, uh, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Mm -hmm. You see, I will, I I will. will. Uh, And that's not hard. I mean, why if I've always said it this way, if God has ever healed one person, he'll heal you Mm -hmm. or he's lied and he changed. Right. Because Hebrews 13 and 8, I mentioned a while ago, uh, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Mm -hmm. He never changes. The book of uh, uh, Psalms said that his word is forever settled in heaven. Mm -hmm. See, it's already settled in heaven. You got to settle it down here on the earth. You got to make up your mind once and for all. It is God's will to heal me, or you will always in the back of your mind have that little bit of doubt. Well, I know God, like the leper, I know God can, but I don't know if he will or not. Yeah. You see, so you got to settle it. And the only way you can settle it and know for sure is see what the word of God has to say. Right. And as I mentioned, Second Corinthians 13, 1, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. And so here I've given five, mm-hmm. you know, instead of three, yeah. I give five uh, places where it said he would heal, you know. And uh, so I believe, you know, of, according to the word of God, the record that God has given of his son, it is God's will to heal. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. That, that settles it. Yeah. And I was thinking about when you were when you were talking about <clears throat> with the, the lep- man with leprosy mm-hmm. and where you was talking about, he said, I, Jesus said, I will. Mm-hmm. One was simple, I will, meaning, yeah, that's nothing big. I don't mind at all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The other was, I will it to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there may be some people that say, well, yeah, but that was Jesus. That's not God. But yet, in the scripture, Jesus said, I was not sent to do my will, but to do the will of the Father. That's right. You know, and so it is God's will to heal. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to people? that say, well, yeah, but but that was Jesus. It was him that done healing, and after he left, healing is no more. Well, it, then the Bible's a lie. Right. I mean, you know, Hebrews 13, it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. In other words, he will never change. Right. Even when we get to heaven, he's still going to be the same Jesus. Right. He's... He never, he never changes. Right. And because if he does, then he lied. Right. You see. And, of course, God cannot lie. The Bible tells us 
I believe it's in Numbers 23, 19, that uh, I, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Right. If he has said it, shall he not do it? If he's spoken it, shall he not make it good? You see, God cannot lie. That's one thing God cannot do and will not do. Right. And so God will do exactly what he's promised in his word. And the scripture tells us in the uh, book of Corinthians, uh, I believe it's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse uh, 21, uh, that all the promises of God are in him. Mm -hmm. And yea, and in him, amen. Right. Now, amen don't mean the end. That just means so be it. Right. So he's saying that all of the promises of God, how many? Oh. All of the promises of God are in Christ. Yes. It didn't say no. Mm -hmm. It didn't even say wait a while. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, but it says in him, yes, and amen, which means so be it. So it, it is God's will. Now, I know people will say, yeah, but uh, I, I know somebody that, uh, you know, believed that and was prayed for and they died. Well, I do too. Mm -hmm. I have I've, uh, was telling Josh earlier, uh, uh, just a little bit ago, uh, you know, I have prayed for people, shared the work, these scriptures I'm sharing tonight, uh, you know, and, and there's so many more. Actually, you won't ever find where anybody comes to Jesus for healing that didn't receive. Right. It, you know, if they come in faith. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you'll never hear or see in the word of God, or at least I've never found it, that he said, no, I'm, I'm not going to heal you. Right. I, I know I healed your uncle last week, but I'm not, I'm not going to heal you. Right. No, you won't find that in the word of God. Whoever come to Jesus in faith, and one of the things you'll notice about the leper, it said he worshiped him. Right. <laughs> if you want to get God's attention real quick, yeah. you start worshiping him. You start praising him and giving him glory. Mm -hmm. uh, you get his ear. Yeah. And then you say, well, uh, if I pray, how do I know that God hears me? Well, there's an answer in the word. Mm -hmm. And you see, again, we have to go by the record. Right. John chapter 5, one of my favorite passages concerning that. John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. He said, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will. Right. And somebody said, yeah, but yeah, yeah, there, there, there's a problem. How, how are we going to know what God's will is? His word. His will is his word. If you pray according to God's word and believe it, that's always his will. Right. You know, his, God's word is his will written down so we know what he thinks. Right. You see. And so it says, uh, you know, that if uh, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, of course, you know, it has to be based on the word uh, according to his will, he hears us. Have you ever prayed and felt like it didn't mm -hmm. get above the ceiling? You know, plenty of times. <laughs> but uh, all it had to do was escape your lips, and God hears it. Right. Amen. And He said, He hears us. We know He hears us. Mm -hmm. And then He said, We know something else. And if He hears us, then what do we know? 
we know that we have the petition that we've desired of. Right. Praise God. Yeah. Now, that's a great encouragement to pray and to believe God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I believe, you know, the part about confession <clears throat> or saying it, speaking it out of your mouth, because I've had people talk about before, you know, the, the, the Bible also says that he knows your thoughts or your desires or your requests before they even escape your mouth. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, why do I have to say it out loud? It, it's not just for him to hear it. It's for your benefit. It's for your benefit because you're speaking from your spirit so that your carnal mind can hear yeah. the declaration or the statement or request that you're making before God from your spirit. Yeah. You know, so, and, you know, I, I've had people say before, you know, that uh, they believe, you know, and I know you have, you've heard people say, well, God put so-and-so flat of his back of a heart attack so he'd draw close to him. You know, and there's some people that believe that God puts sickness on people. Nah. But, you know, I'm reminded there again where the Bible says that Satan come as a roaring lion. A lot of people miss that. He comes as. It didn't say he was a lion. Mm -hmm. He comes as. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like the little dog with the big bark, yeah. you know. But he said he has come as a roaring lion <clears throat> to seek and devour. But I have come that you may have abundant life. Mm -hmm. Well, what part of abundant life would be sickness? None. None. But abundant life would be healing. <clears throat> it would be walking in health. Yeah, yeah. You know, people, a lot of people, after you said, have said, well, I believe God allowed this to come on me so he could teach me some, a lesson, you know. God does not have to use Satan's tactics right. to teach his children. Right. He deals with us by our spirit and by the word of God, you see. And uh, so uh, I, I I know a particular individual, uh, you know, they thank God they've gone on to be with the Lord. But uh, one time when they first had a heart attack, uh, you know, they said, well, I, I thank God for my heart attack. Said he had to get me flat on my back so I'd listen to him. Mm -hmm. Well, God didn't put him flat of his back. The devil was trying to take his life. Right. <laughs> you know, and God talks all the time. We just don't listen like mm -hmm. we ought to. Right. And uh, a lot of times the, the depth of people's praying is, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me. Mm -hmm. and, that, and there's nothing wrong with asking God to meet your need, mm -hmm. to bless you, to give you what you need. Matter of fact, the Mark 11, 24 teaches that. Mm -hmm. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So, uh, you know, that God, it's all right. But uh, at the same time, prayer ought not to just be a monologue. That's you talking to him. Ought to be a dialogue. Mm-hmm. You talk to God, and God talks to you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, after we have prayed and give God thanks, then we need to sometimes get quiet and see what he's saying on the inside of mm -hmm. you know. And sometimes you may not hear anything, but just somehow you just know right down in here in your spirit that's what's right and what's mm -hmm. wrong, which way to go and, and all. Mm -hmm. God, God speaks to us in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, like I said a while ago, by reading the Word, 
you may have read a passage of Scripture hundreds of times, and all of a sudden you read that same Scripture, and it's like it jumps up off the page at you. Mm-hmm. Well, what God is doing, that's how he speaks to you, you know. And somehow you just know right down here on the inside in your spirit, you know that's right. That's, that's God's right. Word. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's the way God speaks. Now, sometimes you may hear a still, small voice, and in my nearly 50 years of being a Christian, uh, I've only heard God's audible voice one time in my life, and that's when he called me to preach. Mm-hmm. I heard God's audible voice call my name <laughs> and, uh, you know, call me to preach. And and uh, so I, I've never doubted whether God called me to preach or not. Mm-hmm. I've had, I heard a, a fellow one time I preached at a church and uh, he, I don't know if he knew I was standing close enough to hear him, but uh, he said, oh, that little boy can't preach a lick. <laughs> well, I, I probably couldn't, you know, back then, but uh, I'm still doing it. You know, after nearly 50 years, I'm still at it. Mm-hmm. Praise God. I may not be the best preacher, but I'll preach somewhere, you mm-hmm. know, wherever people have an open heart, uh, you know, to accept the word and believe what God's word says. I'm always, uh, you know, available to share the truth with them. And that's all I can do is just share with them what God's word said. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, I've, uh, like I said, I've prayed for some people and then a few weeks later uh, have to preach their funeral. Right. Well, does that mean it wasn't God's will? No, absolutely not. Right. We say, well, how come they didn't get healed? If God don't tell you, it must not be none of your business. Right. It's between that person and God. Right. But it don't change the word. Right. You see, that's why I said you can't go by somebody's experience because people have different experiences, but the word of God never changes. Right. That's why you can have it like an anchor. Mm -hmm. It'll keep you steady because it anchors your soul to the truth. Right. And, uh, you know, your mind will fight you. Uh, your body will fight you, and everybody else will try to fight you. But uh, that word of God on the inside of you is like an anchor, mm-hmm. and it'll keep you steady and stay on the truth of God's word. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, well, what about people that, you know, uh, would say, well, you know, what 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 do I have to do to be healed? Would you not say that? The only qualifier to receiving healing is faith. That's right. Believe the word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, it's just like, uh, you know, this, I was talking about the leper. Evidently, this leper had heard about Jesus at some point in his life, you know, and heard that Jesus ministered to the sick, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it said when he come down from the mountain, you know, he'd been up on the mountain apart to pray. And that's where a lot of times God would speak to him and show him what to do. And he'd come down off the mountain, do what God, his father, heavenly father, showed him to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but uh, the reason I think that uh, he had heard of him uh, is the fact that he came to him and he worshiped. He fell down and worshiped him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, somebody that don't know God can't worship him, mm-hmm. you know. 
they don't know how. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> and so uh, I believe he had heard, it's just like the little widow woman that had the issue of blood, you know. And uh, it said that, uh, you know, she had uh, been to many physicians. And again, we're not against doctors at all. Uh, if if I always tell people, and I do it myself, uh, you know, something trying to attack my body or anything, I'm going to pray first, mm -hmm. you know, pray what the Bible said and believe the word. But if I don't get some relief in a certain amount of time, why, what's the use to lay around and suffer waiting, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I can't always tell you why it don't happen instantly. Even sometimes the ones Jesus prayed for was not healed instantly. But right. They would begin to amend from that hour, from right. the time they, he prayed mm -hmm. or spoke a word to him. And uh, so uh, you go on to the doctor and get, get help. Uh, Brother Hagen always said, get well any way you can mm -hmm. and keep working on your faith, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, he paid people for their medicine and mm -hmm. for their doctor bill, yeah. you know, to get them well. So, yeah, get well because it's God's will for you to be well. Mm -hmm. I, I can tell you from my own experience, uh, well is better yeah. than being sick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can serve God better yeah. when you feel good. Yeah. You know, if you're fighting with a sickness in, in your body, you know, you, you don't feel like, you know, trying to, uh, serve God and trying to walk with him like you ought to and pray and thing you, oh, you want to pet your body. <laughs> you want that thing to quit hurting. Mm -hmm. You want to stop being sick. You want your body well. And, and that's right. We, we should desire a well body because God has promised it. Matter of fact, Galatians chapter three, verse 13 says, Christ hath. Mm-hmm. Redeemed us. Past tense. Yeah. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Well, what what is the involved in the curse? If you read the 28th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, it has to do with sin, mm -hmm. sickness, disease, and poverty. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, uh, he's redeemed us from that. Mm -hmm. He don't. Uh, want us to have sin in our life, and thank God he's made provision for it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not only does he forgive us all our sins when we're saved, but even after being a Christian, you may still miss it from time to time. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sin, then he is faithful and just. That means he's right mm -hmm. to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Right. Now, if you take the un off of unrighteousness, what do you have left? Righteous. Righteousness. <clears throat> Praise right. God. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and also uh, in uh, First John, or uh, I believe it's Third uh, John, uh, where he said, uh, you know, beloved, I write these things to you that you sin not. But if you do, mm -hmm. you know, I think he knew we'd still miss yeah. it once yeah. in a while. But if you do, then we have an advocate mm -hmm. with the Father, a lawyer, yeah, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Praise God, and he's the best lawyer there is. That's right. Amen. 
And so the devil may, you know, try to accuse you and say, well, you know, God, how can God love you now? You sure did, uh, you know, mess up. And uh, how can God love you now? Well, the devil's a liar. Mm-hmm. God will never stop loving you, right. ever. That's a promise in God's word, Romans chapter 8, mm-hmm. last part of the 8th chapter of the book of Romans. So th- we know that's a lie, you see. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he said, well, you know, you may have got healed some other time, but God's, you, he, he's not going to do it this time. That's a lie too. Right. You see, <laughs> because it's always, irregardless of the circumstances, irregardless of what happens, it's always God's perfect will mm-hmm. to heal. Right. And, uh, you know, I mentioned a while ago that I've prayed for people and uh, in a week or so, whatever, then preached their funeral. Mm-hmm. Well, they got the ultimate healing. Right. You know, because yeah. they went on to be with Jesus. But uh, I've prayed for some people and they still heal today. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was years ago. <clears throat> I was, I remember uh, one time I prayed for a, a man, elderly man, uh, Mr. Brooks, you mm-hmm. remember it. Uh, he was in his 80s, and, uh, you know, uh, he had a serious heart attack, and they doctors told his wife uh, that he probably wouldn't live through the night. And so, uh, you know, my wife and I, we got the call and went to the hospital and talked to his wife, and uh, she said, well, I, I want you to go back with me back in the emergency room uh, you know, intensive care, and uh, pray for him. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, I will. And so we went back there, and, of course, he's uh, unconscious, unresponsive. But you need to understand this. if Even if a person is unconscious, unresponsive, that spirit man on the inside right. can still hear everything you say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. And so I, I knew that from personal experience. And uh, so I just uh, leaned over, you know, he had was all hooked up to wires and everything and monitors and so forth. And uh, I just said, Mr. Brooks, I said, this is Pastor Steve. I'm here with your wife, Miss Rita. And I said, uh, we're going to pray for you and God's going to heal you. Mm-hmm. And I laid my hand on his chest. You know, he was sweating, clamming, cold feeling, you know. Right. And... Uh, but uh, I, I believe that spirit man could hear. Mm-hmm. And I just prayed a simple prayer, asked God to heal him. And as soon as I said amen, he opened his eyes, looked up at us, and he said, oh, I'll be home in two or three days. And he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, He lived six more years. Mm-hmm. Well, then he had a stroke six years later, and when they got him stable and all, they uh, sent him to... Uh, the Lutheran home, Trinity Place, I believe it's called now. And uh, I went to see him there. And I said, well, Mr. Brooks, you know what God did last time? He can do it again. And he said, no, not this time. I said, no, what do you mean, no? He said, I'm tired. He said, I don't want to fight no more. He said, I'm ready to go home and Mm. be with Jesus. Right. And I said, you sure that's what you want? He said, yes. I'm ready to go home, be with Jesus. I said, all right. That's what we believe for then. 
And, uh, you know, I prayed with him, asked God to give him an easy home going. In two days, he went home. Right. You know, so uh, a lot of times it's uh, up to us. It's our own choice. Right. You know, do we want to live or are we ready to go on, be with Jesus? You know? mm-hmm. And I, I know that's happened to a lot of people. And there's a, a probably a dozen stories I can mm-hmm. tell about uh, situations like that where I've prayed for people and, uh, you know, uh, they accepted Christ and then, uh, you know, I'd pray for them to be healed and I'd tell God, God, I'm not going to let that person die like that. You got to raise them up. What a witness they'll be for their family and everything. And I know people will say, well, you don't have the right to pray that way. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I believe as as the Bible says, as long as there uh, there's breath, there's hope, mm-hmm. you know. And First Peter chapter uh, one, I believe it's verse thirteen, says hope until the end. Right. It ain't over till it's over. Right. And uh, I was praying for a man uh, that I had led to the Lord. He was he was a wicked man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had lived a wicked life, and uh, I went to see him. He had had a severe heart attack, and uh, I told him, I said. Uh, I said, you know, you've had a severe heart attack. And I said, you may you may not make it through this. And I said, if you don't, wouldn't you like to know that when you leave this world, you'll go be with Jesus? He said, yes, I would. Mm-hmm. You, you could tell he was humble mm-hmm. and he meant it, you know. And I said, all right. I said, let's pray a simple prayer. I said, it's so simple. I said, the Bible says if you will confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's Romans 10, 9. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, would you like me to lead you in that prayer? And he said, yes, I would. And so I led him in the sinner's prayer. He asked Jesus to come into his heart. And when we said amen, I said, he come in, didn't he? He said, he sure did. Mm-hmm. You know, And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, he was an elderly man, but I was thinking... You know, what a witness he'd be uh, right. for, to his family, you know, that God had saved him and raised him, you know. But uh, the Lord, uh, you know, I told the Lord, I said, you know, I don't want him to die like this. You know, what a you see, like I'm thinking right. I know better than God. You mm-hmm. know? And uh, after about three days of that, the Lord spoke to me, not an audible voice, but I heard it in my yeah. spirit. He said, stop that. Mm-hmm. I said, but Lord, he said, I said, stop that. Don't don't do that no more. Mm-hmm. He said, I've waited on him all of his life. Mm-hmm. And he said, now nah, he's ready. Leave him alone mm-hmm. and let him come on home. And so I went back to the hospital and I told him what God had told me. <laughs> and he said, well, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't just a short period of time. He went on to be with Jesus. And uh, somebody would say, well, uh, he didn't get healed. I said, well, it sure do beat going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. getting saved, that sure do beat going to hell. Yeah, and he you did know. get the ultimate healing like That's you said right. earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, I got a question. Yeah. All right. So, you know, in the majority of we we read the, the, the first uh, four books of the the the, the uh, New Testament. About how many um, 
encounters do we see where Jesus healed in there? I mean, it's a large perspective of the New Testament that that God heals. And uh, what I think sometimes people fail to see is they they overlook that or they they misread that or they just don't get it down into their spirit that that's what God did. And so that's not Old Testament, that's New Testament. Yeah. Uh, I believe there's about 12 or 13 actual miracles that are listed that the Bible talks about, but we know this. they could have been hundreds, even thousands, because it said that the multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. So, you know, I don't know how many. Right. He could, he could have healed thousands of them, mm-hmm. you know, but I think there's uh, about 12 or 13 that's recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John actual miracles, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And uh, this, uh, and I believe that was written that way for a purpose, and that was just to give us enough to know that it is the will of God to heal his people. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. And I think, you know, when you look at the major, each, none of the healings were the same. Yeah. Each healing was different, and mm-hmm. I think that that's why they were recorded that way because there's there's different ways that you can receive a healing. When you look at the woman with the issue of blood, mm-hmm. she touched Jesus. Yeah. He didn't touch her. That's right. And, I, you know, it, it's a powerful thing when you look at it. It's, it's one thing for for God to touch us. Yeah. But, man, it's a whole other thing than when, when my act of faith touches him. Yeah. You know, Wesley, that's also mentioned in in Mark in chapter two where they bring in the par, um, paralytic man. Yeah. And uh and you know they I like the account of it because they dug the roof out to get to Jesus. Yeah. They couldn't get in because of the crowds that were in there and him ministering to them. And I think one of the greatest part of of that uh in that scripture is he challenges those that are challenging Jesus uh, yeah. at the time and he said which is it easier uh to say that to the paralyzed man that your sins are forgiven or to get up and on your mat and walk. Yeah. As, I mean, it's that simple and plain um, that I think sometimes we, we overlook those types of things. But I mean, again, Jesus healed the man. It, 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 it accounted to everything accounted to the individual's faith. Yeah. Uh, and, and the counts that we see from the Bible. And, yeah. Like I said, that's just powerful, you know, because like I said, it, Jesus simplified it. He's like, hey, your sins are forgiven. He didn't say be healed. Yeah. He said, your sins are you are forgiven, and the man was healed instantly. Yeah. Uh, that I, I want to read something from Luke chapter 5. It's that same story, but, you know, Luke tells a different account more in detail. But uh, I want us to see something here. In Luke chapter 5, verse 17, It says, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Now notice this last part. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Right. You see, the God will confirm his word of what you what you believe in, mm-hmm. what you're saying. And Jesus was teaching. See, faith comes by hearing, hearing by where it's preaching, teaching, mm-hmm. you know. 
actually, if you look at, you study Jesus's ministry here on earth as, as a son of man, mm-hmm. uh, he was either teaching, preaching, or healing. Right. Everywhere he went. Everywhere he went. Them three things, preaching, teaching, healing. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he went. And why? Because, you know, if people don't understand, they need to be taught. Right. You see? And uh, to me, that that was, uh, as Josh was mentioning that from Mark chapter 2, made me think of this part of it, uh, that the power of the Lord was present to heal them, all yeah, of them. All of them. Said, you know, that there uh, was Pharisees there, doctors of the law, you know, <laughs> which were come out of every town of Galilee. I, I don't know how many towns were in Galilee. Mm-hmm. Must must have been a few. And Judea and Jerusalem. And it said the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Right. But you'll notice when you read the whole story, them didn't get healed, but, but him, him did. did. <laughs> right. The paralytic man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, as Josh said, you know, they went up on the housetop because of the press. They couldn't get into where Jesus was in the house. So they went up on the rooftop. Well, right. you know, you got to have some faith for somebody to drag you up on the roof of a house. Right. <laughs> and you start tearing the roof off of somebody's house, you you better have some faith. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it said they let him down in the midst of Jesus, where Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And when he saw their faith, yeah. you see, he saw what they were doing. He saw their faith, and he said to the man, Man, thy sins be forgiven thee. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, they said, well, they got upset. They said, well, who's he think he is? Only God can forgive sin. Mm-hmm. So he said, well, what's easier mm-hmm. for me to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or take up thy bed and walk? Right. And you, what you'll see here, the connection is that the same power, mm-hmm. you need to get this, Right. the same power that forgives sin is the same power right. that heals. Right. And you don't have to choose between the two. You can have both. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So he told, he told the man, take up your bed and walk. Right. The Bible says he took up his bed and went on. Yeah. And I, I think another thing out of that, what Josh brought up with that, that story was it's another example of how to receive healing. We we don't necessarily know about the paralytic man's faith. Jesus said when he saw there, yeah, it's yeah. important who you're around when you're believing for healing. Yeah. The negative people in your life that say, well, maybe, and, oh, we hate what you're going through, and, and, and you know, you're just going to have to just, just tough this out, and we're going to— no, you need people that's going to, to to pull up your bootstraps for you when you yeah. can't and say, listen, yeah. God is going to heal you. We believe. Those yeah. people believed yeah. and went up on somebody else's rooftop. So his friends, who you hang around is important sure. when you're walking with God and you're believing God. So there was another example of other people's. Your faith can help someone else receive healing. Or either it can hinder them. Or it can hinder them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, because, uh, you know, some some people with the best intentions of all, mm-hmm. because, because 
excuse me, because they've not been scripturally taught. Right. They may try to talk you out of Talk it. you out of your healing. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so, again, the only record we can go by is thus saith the Lord. Yeah. I can't help what happened to so-and-so. Right. I can only go by what God's word says. That's right. where faith comes. Faith doesn't come from somebody else's word. It comes from God. Yeah. God's word. Yeah. Now, if you've got friends around you that are speaking the word, mm-hmm. speaking faith, that encourages and strengthens your faith. Mm-hmm. But if they're talking, well, I don't know. I, I know Aunt Mary had what you got and she died. Mm-hmm. Well, who needs to hear that? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry Aunt Mary died, but she's with Jesus. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. As I said, you get the ultimate healing then. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you like you said, you need to put people around you that have like faith. Yeah. You see, and they can encourage you. They can stand with you. Uh, you know, in Matthew also, uh, uh, I believe it's eight, uh, 18 verses, uh, 18, 19, uh, where he said, uh, you know, where two or three mm-hmm. are gathered together in my name, mm-hmm. there am I in the midst of them. And they, you know, where two or three can touch and agree. Right. He said that uh, they can believe and they shall receive. Mm-hmm. You see. Didn't say maybe. Yeah, said they shall receive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you, you want to be around uh, positive people. <clears throat> it's like uh, I was sharing with a person today, earlier today, uh, you know, in uh, the scripture in Proverbs uh, chapter 18, verse 13, it says, The spirit of a man will sustain him, mm-hmm. but a wounded spirit who can bear. Right. So, uh, in other words, if you feed your spirit on the word of God mm-hmm. and keep it strong, worship God, praise him, pray, keep the word in your heart. You know, that's what Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22 said. He said, my son, attend to my word. Mm-hmm. Who's he talking to? You. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. God's not going to do it. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. You attend to my word. Incline thine ear un- un- unto my sin. You got to listen to what he's saying. Right. Keep it before your eyes. Mm-hmm. And let them not depart from out of thy mouth. In other words, don't speak negative things. Mm-hmm. Speak positive things. And he tells why? For they, the words mm-hmm. that you find, <laughs> mm-hmm. the words that you meditate upon, mm-hmm. the words that you speak out of God's word is life and health, or in the margin of my Bible, it says medicine to all their flesh. Right. The word of God is a living word. <clears throat> right. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Right. And so the the reason that it's so important to get the word on the inside of you in your heart is because it's a living word. Right. And it will minister life to you. Right. Is it? Yeah. 
And uh, we, I, I told somebody, we should never have to dust off our Bibles before we pick right. it up. Yeah. We ought to be using it every day. Yeah. We should never be found guilty of having to dust it off before we read from it. Yeah. I had a, I had a guy <laughs> tell me one time, because my Bible at the time, I've got another one I'm tearing up now, but it, it was all written in, the, the pages, some of them were, I'd have to stick them back in where they're supposed to go, and and the, the, even the outside cover was tore up, and the guy, he seen it laying in my truck, he said, did you get you a new Bible? He said, your Bible is tore all to pieces. I said, yeah, but my life's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it is a living word, and it, it you know, when you, you know, I get tickled when, you know, yeah, there's nothing wrong with doctors, and I thank God for doctors. Mm-hmm. But, you know, me being in the fire service uh, uh, for over 20 years and being a, a first responder, you know, at times I would go in people's homes. Uh, and when you get to looking at all the medicine they were taking, well, this medicine counteracted this medicine, but they had to take this medicine so these two medicines wouldn't counteract each other. And, you know, it's just like when you watch, I got tickled the other night. Uh, you watch some of these commercials for this medicine. The side effects of this medicine is worse than the problem you have. And then they say it may even cause sudden death. Well, I, I don't think I want to take that. <laughs> I don't either. I think I'll just take, like we say sometimes, it, it, it's a little corny, but I like it. The gospel. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the pill I'm going to take. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take the advice of the doctor. In, and if I go to the doctor and get a bad report, that's the doctor's report. That's the world's report. But the word of God says, whose report shall we believe? Mm-hmm. We believe the report of the Lord. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a very important thing is is that faith and believing the word, staying in that word. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, about our time is almost gone. I'd like to share one more yeah. incident here before we uh, quit tonight. Uh, and maybe next week we'll continue on with yeah. some of this. And like you said, if people have questions, they'd like for us to try to answer for them. And, and all we can do is just give you what God's Word said because uh, th- this is the only thing that's absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I, 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 don't, I don't understand everything. I don't know everything. I'm still learning. But... I know that if you're going to find out what God's will is, you're going to find it in his word. Mm-hmm. Amen. And uh, But we had an elderly couple years ago that lived nearby here, and uh, they would come and visit some on Sunday nights. You mm-hmm. know. They didn't attend regularly, but they'd come on Sunday nights occasionally. And uh, so this man knew that we believed in the healing power of God. And uh, he had a sister that had cataract surgery. And for whatever reason, her eyes was not clearing up where she could see. And, uh, you know, not good. And uh, she was going to have to wear those thick lens glasses. I call them cataract mm-hmm. glasses, you know. But uh, anyway, he he called me one uh, Sunday and said, if I can get my sister over here, uh, one Sunday, he said, would you come and pray for her? I said, well, sure I will. And so about, I think it was about two or three Sundays later, he called me one Sunday afternoon, 
And uh, he said, I've got my sister over here at the house. Can you come? I said, I'll be there in five minutes. Because mm-hmm. they didn't live far from the church here. And uh, so I came and uh, he introduced me to her. And uh, so I just asked her a few questions to see where her faith was. You mm-hmm. know? And uh, after I'd asked her two or three questions, I could tell she she didn't know much about this. Mm-hmm. She, I think she was just hoping mm-hmm. maybe something would happen, you know. And so I shared basically those same three scriptures, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, Matthew 8, 17, 1 Peter 2, 24. Mm-hmm. I shared that with her. Because faith comes, I share it with somebody that I know knows it. Mm-hmm. I still share it again. Why? Because faith cometh, present mm-hmm. tense. Not faith by having heard, mm-hmm. faith cometh, present tense. And so anyway, I shared those three scriptures with her. And I said, now, I want to ask you a question. I said, now, I'm not trying to be a smart aleck, but I want to ask you something because I want you to see something. She said, well, all right. So I read 1 Peter 2, 24, mm-hmm. who is own self by our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. Mm-hmm. I emphasize that. Mm-hmm. And she, she said, it's almost like something shocked her. Mm-hmm. You know, she, well, well, well. Okay, according to that, I'm already healed. Mm-hmm. I said, that's right. Now it's just a matter of receiving it mm-hmm. by faith. She said, I believe it. I said, well, I do too. So her brother and his wife and myself, we gathered around her and laid hands on her, prayed for her and asked God to clear up her eyes, you know. And uh, when we, you know, finished praying, we were, I told her now, I said, you just give uh, uh, thanks to God, give Jesus the glory because he's the healer and uh, we were talking you know and i noticed her looking around the room and the more she looked the bigger her eyes was getting you know and uh, i looked down at her she says why 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 i i i can already see better and she had tears running down her face mm-hmm. and i you know i was thankful that god healed her mm-hmm. i mean i uh, it always amazes me, no matter what it is, to see God heal somebody. Uh, uh, you know, it, it still amazes me even after all these years. Right. I never get tired of seeing it. But what, when I saw her and tears running down her face, she said this, I've been to church. She's 70, years, 70 or 72 years old, I believe. She said, I've been to church all my life, and nobody ever told me Jesus would do this for me. Mm. And uh, that done something to me. Right. And uh, even though I was so glad that God had touched her, it got a hold of me. And I said, God, don't ever let me be found guilty of not telling people the truth. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes when I've taught these things, it wasn't always popular. Mm-hmm. Everybody didn't accept it. You know, they thought I was going off the deep end. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, you lost your mind. <laughs> I said, well, I guess I have, but I got the mind of Christ right. now. because 
Amen. And the Bible said, let this mind be in you. Right. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, let this mind mm-hmm. be in you that was in Christ. Right. In other words, think like he thinks. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can do that is find out what it says. Right. And so I guess that's why all these years I've endeavored to preach the truth of God's Word, not only like the, uh, you know, the, the man with the palsy that Josh talked about. Mm-hmm. Not only did he receive forgiveness of sin, but he was healed too at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah, You'll find in the Bible, Wherever you see forgiveness of sin, healing will be standing right next to it. Right. Or wherever you find healing, forgiveness of sin will be standing right next to it. That's the twins in the Bible. Right. And, uh, you know, the uh, in the book of uh, uh, James, I believe it is, that, uh, you know, he said that uh, is any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil and pray the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord. Mm -hmm. See, Jesus is the healer, not man. The Lord shall raise them up. Mm -hmm. So there's the promise of healing. Mm -hmm. And then it said, and confess your faults one to another. Mm -hmm. I don't mean blab it to everybody. But just, you know, find a a confidant, Mm -hmm. somebody you have confidence in and trust and uh, that they won't go blabbing it all over the community, you know, yeah. and especially in the church, <laughs> you know. But find somebody that you have confidence in and confess your faults to them and pray one for another that you may be healed. Mm-hmm. So there you find forgiveness right. and healing hand in hand. Right. It's, it's that way every time. Healing and uh, forgiveness is the twins in the Bible. Amen. Yeah, and I think that might be a good place to pick up next week. We'll talk about uh, how maybe unforgiveness and sin in your life, whether you're saved or unsaved, can cause sickness. Yeah. So that might be where we pick up next week. But uh, thank you all for tuning in. Again, if you have any questions or comments and you're watching, put those on there. We'll respond to them. Remember to share. And oh, like yeah, it. If, they'd, uh, if they want us to pray for yeah. them, tell them to send in a prayer request. And we'll pray. We'll, we'll pray for them. But thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for liking it. Thank you for sharing it because our desire is to see people's lives changed by the power of God. Until next week, God bless you, and we'll see you soon.